All right, it's Tuck Taylor here with another episode of Beast Thinking Podcast. This is episode 10. We're 10 episodes deep in the Beast Thinking Podcast movement. Uh, Thank you for all your feedback. Thank you for your compliments. Uh, We're here to help you engineer your brain for success. I am solo on this mission today. Uh, My buddy Chris McCain is in Dallas. Uh, busy doing what he does in the tech world. Uh, I thought we were a little overdue for an episode, and there's some cool stuff that I want to discuss today. Uh, today's topic is going to be subconscious reconstruction. So, how to reconstruct the subconscious mind. So, before we dig into how to reconstruct your subconscious mind, We first need to lay down the foundation of why one would want to reconstruct the subconscious mind. So if you don't know, the subconscious mind makes up for 95% of who we are. These are the things that we do without using a lot of analytical thought. Uh, This is when we drive and we just pop up at our house, don't really remember the route. This is when we tie our shoe. This is when we... Uh, just do things that don't require a lot of conscious thought. Uh, this is the way we act, the way we think. These are some of our emotions. Some of our emotions are subconscious. And there's a duality to this. So, of course, tying your shoe, driving, these are things that we want to automate. We don't want to have to consciously tie our shoe every day and have to think about the, the steps to actually tying the shoe. On the negative end, there are some things that we do subconsciously that are bad, that are a detriment to our evolution, that are keeping us back from being that person that we truly know that we can be. And so these are some behaviors that we want to eradicate. Uh, Also, there's some things that we want to program into our subconscious so that we don't have to consciously give thought to the things that are making us better every day, kind of programming ourselves to become our higher self. And so... That's why someone will want to make change. Either you have a behavior that you don't like, that you want to eradicate, or that you want, you're trying to develop a new habit, a new way of life that is easy for you to seamlessly do every single day that's going to help you evolve into that higher self, to that best version of yourself. So that's the foundation of why someone would want to reconstruct their subconscious mind to just get change. Now let's move on and talk about how to reconstruct your subconscious mind. And so really, I've done a lot of research and consulted with a lot of people. There's really only two ways. Uh, The first way is through repetition. So of course, you know, uh, even using that tying your shoe example that I used before, the first time you tied your shoe was more, more of a conscious act. And then as you continue to repeat that pattern and doing that over and over and over again, it became subconscious to the point to where you can do it while thinking about something else. You can do it while talking to someone and chewing gum and watching TV. Tying your shoe is now very subconscious because you've uh, done it over and over and over again. And at the uh, cellular level or the neuron level what what that looks like is once you learn something do something feel something a connection is made in the brain 
And the more and more you repeat that action, that thought, that emotion, you actually start to hardwire that pattern in the brain. So if you think about uh, what a wire looks like before you put that plastic coating on there, that's kind of the first time you do something. And the more and more and more you do it, you uh, reinforce that connection so that your body gets to the point where it could do it faster than the brain. And the actual coating that wraps around that, that neuron is called myelin, all right? So it kind of insulates the neural pathway so that that signal fires faster and faster and faster as you continue to repeat that pathway. So uh, in the neuroscience world, they have a saying that says neurons that fire together wire together so the more and more and more you repeat something you hardwire your body to be able to do that better than the brain all right so this is why we have the habits that we have a lot of the habits that we have is because we just do them over and over and over again uh, so for a person that's trying to become a better athlete you know practicing the tactical aspects of your skill will help you to become more of a subconscious player to where you don't have to think about shooting you don't have to think about the things that are going to make you better when you hear a lot of veteran players talk about mastering their skill or mastering their sport uh, especially in the basketball world you hear them say something in common they always say the game started to slow down and we think about that and correlating that with science, what's really happening is that they are moving more into a subconscious state while they play because they don't have to consciously think about a lot of things because they've done them over and over and over again. They, they're recognizing patterns, they're recognizing tendencies of other players to where these things are becoming hardwired and they're not in that state called beta anymore where the brain waves are super active and they're trying to analyze and compare every single, every single little aspect of the game. They've been playing so long that their, their brain starts to recognize patterns and start to hardwire responses and reactions to where they're not actually thinking as hard anymore to play the game. And so when you get to that state, uh, things start to slow down. Uh, when, right, right when I say that, I think about the movie The Matrix and Keanu Reeves during the infamous scene where the agents are shooting at him and he's able to slow time down and dodge the bullets. And so what, why he's able to do that is because he's already programmed to be this uh, superhero and he's able to dodge bullets so that when he recognizes that he's getting shot at, his body automatically goes into a state to where it's going to respond to that stimulus automatically. So you have to think about it. So actually time slowed down as those bullets were being shot at him. I remember being a player uh, at the collegiate level. My very first game, I felt like college basketball was a track meet. I, I mean, the, the guys were a lot faster. There was a lot more things to pick up on. We also had a lot more outer distractions that you brain was picking up on, like crowd noise and, you know, coaching and uh, who's in the stands, all that type of stuff. So as I matured as a player, I remember being like, man, this is like getting a lot easier 
to be out here because, again, there were familiar things about the game. And through playing a lot of games, I was able to get myself acclimated to what a game felt like and was able to almost rest in that state of being a player. So the brain is this pretty much this mechanism that allows us to download and upload patterns so that we can do these things a lot easier. It doesn't want us to have to be so conscious all the time doing things that we're gonna do every day. Again, think about if we had to think about tying our shoe every day, consciously. If we had to consciously think about our route to work, if we had to consciously think about things that we do every single day, life would be more of a struggle. All right, but we're able to rest into life a lot easier because our brain has adapted to a lot of the things that we do every day and allowed us through myelination to do these things a lot easier. All right, so moving these things that once were very conscious now into the subconscious mind. So that's that's the first way. It's just through repetition. I, we've hammered that home enough. I think we all recognize areas in our life that are subconscious that we we've done so many times that now they're becoming an automatic now the second way is a little bit uh less talked about less discussed about how to reconstruct some subconscious behaviors and so the first thing that you have to realize and again this is all proven through science is that from eight zero to six your brain waves were at a very slow level called theta and in this state called theta, your mind is very creative. Your mind is very receptive to anything presented to you. And so at the theta level, you know, you take a, a, a five-year-old and you tell them that there's this big fat guy that lives at the North Pole that's jolly. He has this big white beard. And on Christmas, he goes to every single house and drops off toys to everyone, all right? And, and when you're from zero to six, you believe, you believe this because your subconscious mind is very receptive now to this information. You're not gonna be analytical. You don't have uh, a high amount of beta waves going on in your brain. So you're not gonna be like, hmm, this is not right. How can one person give toys to everyone. So that's why we believe in those things like Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy. So also during this time, your self-concept about who you are is being established. When you take your first jump shot in your little league game and you make it, your parents are like, oh, great job, Tommy, you're so good. And so now your concept, because you're receptive to anything that's presented to you is that you're a good basketball player or you're a good baseball player or you're smart and on the flip side you know anything presented to you on the negative becomes your self-concept as well so you trip and fall oh yeah he's so clumsy or you get a bad grade yeah he's really not that good at math and so now this becomes your concept of self this becomes your narrative because you have nothing to compare it to. Your, your parents and your surroundings and your environment are literally creating your concept of who you are. And your thoughts, actions, and emotions are just the, the outspringing of your concept of self. 
How you act is based off of who you think you are. How you speak is based off of who you think you are. How you think is based off of who you think you are. And again, most of that script, most of that concept was developed and written from age zero to six when your brain waves were slow and at theta and very, you were very receptive. Uh, you were very creative at that state. And so in order to go back and now uh, rewrite some of that script that was written from age zero to six, you have to get your brain waves back to that level. And remember, at the theta level, you are very non-analytical. You are very receptive to whatever is being suggested to you at that time. And so that's all what hypnotherapy is. That's all prayer, meditation is getting your brain waves to slow down and suggesting something to yourself, either through the use of a hypnotherapist, either through the use of headphones, either the use of a pastor or a priest, and they're suggesting something new to your subconscious mind, which is going to help reconstruct your self-concept and then your thoughts actions and emotions are going to change based around that new concept of self i'll repeat that we're going to get your brain waves to a level where your subconscious mind is very receptive to new information it's non-analytical, it's non-comparative, it's non-critical. So it's going to accept anything new that you suggest to it as fact. And when we get to that level, and when a pastor, priest, hypnotherapist, uh, your own voice through noise-canceling headphones suggests something to you in that state, you receive it without analyzing it, without criticizing it. And that will change whatever is said was going to change your concept of self. And as you emerge out of this theta state, you have a new concept of self. And now your thoughts, actions, and emotions will all now be based around this new concept of self. Where a lot of people try to use that conscious and freedom of choice and freedom of will and they they think that change is this very hard arduous process there's a lot easier method to do that and that's through hypnotherapy prayer meditation whatever you want to call it i don't want to step on religious toes or anything with this podcast but i want you to understand your biology i want you to understand your brain waves I want you to be able to understand the way you receive information, all right? And again, when we're in theta, when we're in, you know, levels of alpha, we don't criticize, we don't compare. We, we, we receive information as is, all right? And so when we talk about changing self and, you know, killing old habits and starting new habits, those habits were established in theta those habits were based around our concept of self and when we get to the level where we can change our concept 
of self, we now will act differently and think differently and feel differently. So I know this might be a lot of, lot of new information to a lot of you guys, but when you really think about uh, change, when you really think about you know what religion is based off of, what hypnotherapy is based off of, it's all about evolving into our best version of ourselves. And it's hard to do consciously. It's hard to do at that beta level where we're criticizing. It's hard to tell uh, a person that's overweight while they're in beta that, hey, you're fit. You love to work out. You love eating healthy food. Because they're going to look in the mirror and their prefrontal cortex is going to fire off. and It's going to say, no, I don't. I love chicken wings. I have love handles. Look at, look at that. And it's going to be hard for them to receive that new concept of self but you take that same person and you slow their brain waves down and you get that person into a state of theta and you now suggest these new things to them they're not going to analyze these things they're not going to criticize these things they're going to say even though being in the state that they're in they're going to now have the concept that they're fit and coming out of that state their actions thoughts and emotions are going to be based around what a fit person will do now some of my, my caveats to this is that you have to have a well-written script. You know, we're talking about hypnotherapy here. You have to have a well-written script that is very suggestive, all right? When, you're, when we're talking about weight loss, when we're talking about confidence, that script has to be written very strategically to where there's no negative terms in there because your brain doesn't think in don'ts and can'ts. So it's not like, I don't. Uh, you can't say things like, I don't like donuts anymore. Your brain just hears donuts. All right. So when, that, when you're writing that script, it has to be, I am a person that loves fitness. I love eating healthy, rich tasting foods. I love the feeling I get after I finish working out. I love my body. I love interacting with people and looking them right in the eye and really seeing how I can change and impact people. Those are the things that you have to say while you're writing that script uh, because you can't, you're, you don't want to trigger your brain into any kind of negative thought under that state. And I highly suggest, you know, you either get with someone that's well-versed in this, like a hypnotherapist, um, or read a book about hypnotherapy. Uh, my, my buddy Chris McCain turned me on to a book called Hypnosis for Change where they teach you how to write scripts. They teach you how to do a correct induction and a deepener and how to anchor in uh, certain concepts of self so that when you arise out of that theta state, you are a changed person. Uh, someone that I have a lot of admiration for too is Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's doing this at scale. He's sitting down 2,000 to 3,000 people at a time and getting their brains to a level to where they're really receptive to new ideas and new possibilities that their conscious mind was limited to and he's done amazing work uh, i was listening to a podcast with him the other day he's he's had a couple people from his seminars that couldn't walk that are now walking he changed these people's concept of self that they will never be able to walk again because when you tell someone in that can't walk in that beta state that they're going to walk again it's hard for them to really conceptualize that they're looking at them their cells in the, state, the current state that they're in and their brain saying, no way, Jose. 
But you take that same person again and you slow their brainwaves down to the alpha level, to the theta level, where they are more uh, receptive to ideas and possibilities. And they're able to see themselves and their imagination walking again. And, and, and what are they going to be doing where they're walking? Where they're going to be going when they're walking? Who they're going to be interacting with? It gives them that self-concept that they can walk again. That they should be walking. And that they should be expecting themselves to walk again. And you've had three or four people that couldn't walk, walk again. It's amazing work. It's amazing work. And, you know, now understanding the brain and understanding how we're wired... You know, that shouldn't, it sounds mystic now, but it will get to a point to where that doesn't sound very mystic or out of this world or even crazy. You know, like me and my buddy Noel like to say, like, this is normal. This this is going to be a normal thing once we start to educate ourselves more about how we're wired and use that information to engineer new self. And through that engineering, we're going to be empowered because now we are reaching states of consciousness and states of being that we never thought we could reach before. So, folks, if you have any questions, any comments about this podcast, please, please, please send me a message uh, or on Instagram, Beast Thinking. We're on Facebook, Beast Thinking. Uh, you can find me or my co-author, Chris McCain, easily on Instagram. I'm at the real Tuck Taylor. He is C McCain. Until next time, this is episode 10 of Beast Thinking Podcast. I want to challenge you guys to go out, find a hypnotherapist, or read a book about hypnosis, and really try to figure out who you want to be and engineer that. Till next time, this is Tuck Taylor. It's Beast Thinking Podcast, episode 10. Two taps, and we're out of here.